Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter. And the Cheetah Girls movies. Together we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Good morning, peeps, and welcome to Woke AF Daily with me, your girl, Danielle Moody, recording from the home bunker. You know, this week... A clip that I have uh, posted onto my Instagram of Sonny Houston of The View has gone viral. And in the clip, Sonny very clearly lays out the path and plan of the Republican Party. And very articulately tells people that are watching that this election is not about a candidate. It is about the future of this country. And I urge everybody to watch it, to watch, you know, I think it's a little over, you know, close to two and a half minutes. Because, like I said yesterday, I get it, you know, I get it and I feel it. I feel the anger and the rage that I have against this administration and their actions in Gaza. I have rage and anger about their inability to create a large enough narrative to disrupt MAGA supremacy. And I just need folks to realize that these people, these white supremacists, they are not fucking around. And for folks who think that, like, I'm going to sit this one out as my protest because Biden doesn't align with my values, well, Donald Trump sure as fuck doesn't align with your values either. Right? None of them do. 
But the fact is, is that with a person in office that is imperfect and actually still believes in the rule of law and the Constitution, you can fight them. You can protest them. You can push them and call them out to be better. That does not happen in an authoritarian dictatorship or fascistic rule. It does not happen. People are disappeared. They are killed. They are silenced. Their families are threatened. And if you think like, oh my God, well, that's not happening. Folks, how many fucking times have the judges that are sitting on Donald Trump's cases now been swatted? How many elected officials? Right? How many poll workers? How many election workers have been threatened since 2020? So if you think that the escalation is not possible, I tell you that this shit will happen in a blink of a fucking eye and there'll be not a goddamn thing that we can do about it because Donald Trump will control the military and there will be no General Milley. There will be no fucking guardrails as shitty as we thought they were in the four years that he was president. What we know is that those people, the handful of them that wanted to write books after the fact, really did save our democracy from going into a nuclear, literal fucking meltdown. They will be gone. And everybody that has money and access and influence will flee. Because they will see the writing on the wall. The rest, however, will be left here to suffer because cruelty is the fucking point. So I can't express enough the legitimate fears that I have that much like climate change and the experience that I had and people on the East Coast had, you know, with a mini tropical storm that decided to roll through in the middle of the night last night with 60 mile per hour fucking winds and rain and 50 degree weather in January, just like we continue to ignore the very real effects that are happening outside of our window of climate change and elected officials who have the ability to do more than put together pacts that they don't actually uphold, do anything about, there will be no fucking recourse if we fuck this election up by not voting or voting third party or voting for Donald Trump because they all amount to the same thing. White supremacist, Christian fascist rule for generations to fucking come. The conversation that will be coming up with our friend Dr. Jonathan Metzel is talking about a public health crisis around despair and anxiety and depression and loneliness that is all stemming from the same places. The thing that a Democrat in the White House provides 
is possibility. And possibility is what eventually leads us to change. Without possibility and hope, we die. Plain and simple. Coming up next, my conversation with our friend, our in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzel. Who, by the way, folks, if you happen to be in the New York area, I will be live and in person with Jonathan February 5th in Brooklyn at Greenlight Bookstore in conversation with him about his latest book, What We've Become, that you can pre-order now. Folks, um, it is, oh my God, I think it is the first conversation of the new year with our friend, our in-house doctor, Dr. Jonathan Metzel, that has, you know, Jonathan, when I think about it in hindsight, I actually have no idea how many years we've been in conversation on this show. I think show. it's 74. 75. Um, but I am absolutely continue to be so grateful for the way that you show up for me and the woke AF audience, um, particularly as we are navigating just, I mean, unprecedented times. I miss precedented times. I miss precedented um, times also. I, I miss it a lot. Give us some precedent. Um, so I, I, I want to start off today. Folks, Jonathan had sent me um, two really interesting pieces that I think kind of play into where a lot of people find themselves in terms of understanding mental illness, understanding emotional well-being, and how these unprecedented times continue to affect us. And so, Jonathan, um, first off, you had sent um I, I want to start with the with the with the graphs. Um, and there was a a report that was done to who is more likely to be diagnosed with a mental illness? And the person that is writing this is Ryan Burge, and it says liberals. That consistently that's consistently true across all kinds of measures. But when it comes to religion, liberal Protestants and Catholics are less likely to be diagnosed than atheists and agnostics. And so he runs through um, what we're talking about when we're talking about mental illness. Um, for this particular study, they're talking about anxiety, depression, um, and and loneliness in 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 that way. So, talk to us about this report and why you think that it's important that we understand kind of the the context around it and how it's being measured. Well, um, first, happy New Year, everybody! And I want to um, first. You know, hopefully before we start talking about depressing stuff again, um, <laughs> hope that everybody got a little bit of a break over, over the over the holiday. Um, and also just put in a quick plug, which we can do a yes. lot now, which yes, is that you and I are going to be live. We're taking our show on the road mm-hmm. or like on a road. Um, so we're going to be in Brooklyn uh, doing my book launch uh, the first week of February. So we can talk more about that and all this stuff. But it's interesting time for me, right? Because... I have two books coming out. I've got the book about mass shootings and the ways our country normalizes mass shootings. And that's really a book about mental illness, right? That book is a a story of how um, a naked white man who was really psychotic um, broke into a Waffle House and killed 
for young adults of color and injured for more. And that's really a book about, you know, how do we define sanity and safety in the context of a country that, that is armed to the teeth, basically. Um, and then also I have a new version of Dying of Whiteness coming out February 4th that looks at my argument from 2019, 2020, which looked at how health policies that were rejected by white America were killing white Americans at an, at a greater rate, you know, rejecting the affordable care act, doing all these pro gun stuff, all, all these things. And so it's really interesting for me because in light of these two books really coming out that are about whiteness, I've been tracking a lot of articles that really complicate my argument, particularly my dying of whiteness ar- ar- argument, which basically say that maybe before the pandemic or 2019 or 2010 to 20 something or other, um, there really was a clear correlation between conservative politics and negative health outcomes. But now we're seeing those those um, issues creep into liberal populations as well, or maybe we're just doing research differently that asks the same question. Of re- it's The question is, is it research or is it really happening? And so there were two mm-hmm, articles that, mm-hmm. that have been on my mind, and this is a long preamble to get to, to your question, but the one that we'll talk about in a minute here was a, a, an article in The Economist that showed how deaths of despair is not just a metric for poor white people anymore. Actually, if you look at different pathogens, um, that's happening across multiple populations. But the one that you're talking about really caught my eye because the header, of course, was does liberalism lead to mental illness, basically? Yeah. Now, really- <laughs> <laughs> and we and we know I mean the reason why I laugh, right, was is because we've heard that refrain from uh the MAGA supremacists where they're, you know, they they say all types of things about liberals and liberal brain disease and woke brain disease and blah blah blah. And so when you sent it to me initially, I thought it was a joke. And then, and then it was like, and you're like oh, oh no, damn, there's some data here. Here's some data. And, and what's really interesting about it. So I, first, let me just say as a caveat, I would take this research as a grain of salt because it's done. It was published by a religious outlet that has a vested interest in telling people to, to come go to, to church. To go, yeah, to go to yeah, church. For their yeah. mental health. But that being said, it did kind of feel right. I mean, the basic argument was that liberals particularly liberals who identify as atheist or agnostic and are non-church going. <laughs> so that's the big, you know, red flag or about the research right there. But it said that basically if you're socially unconnected, um, you have a higher chance of getting uh, diagnosed with anxiety or depression or other kind of loneliness disorders. Now, of course, you could poke holes in this until the sun uh, goes down. You know, liberals are probably more likely to go to psychiatrists. If you're atheist or agnostic, uh, you're probably more likely to go to a mental health practitioner than go to a confession and, and things like that. But it did seem like something that we used to, um, I guess when, when I when I read the study, I thought about the research that um, depression and heart attacks are higher if your sports team loses, <laughs> you know, uh, that basically if you feel like you're on the losing side or there's no momentum, there's no community building around this, um, that people feel isolated, particularly when they don't have a, a fallback community. And I do think that there's a sense of the world spinning away from us right now as liberals that's not tied to 
if like imagine if you if you if you don't believe or, or you don't go to church or you know you're an atheist or something um imagine like being a democrat in the time of obama for example there was a massive social movement um you know believe and hope and all these kind of things you were part of some bigger social movement and i don't know do liberals or democrats have that right now i don't think fighting the end of democracy is like an uplifting mo- movement in, in that way. Uh, and, and certainly there is just a lot more depressing stuff as you and I <laughs> talk about every week. And so the interesting thing was it, it was kind of making this argument, which I'm curious, I'm curious about your thoughts about it, but it basically said, even when you control for the fact of who goes to psychiatrists um, more or less, that liberals are more likely to have mental illnesses linked to loneliness. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep expert. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. In all honesty, we started to get into a greater conversation about loneliness and the effects of loneliness in COVID, right? And, you know, and and there being a lot of research that was done and just, you know, our own anecdotal research, like humans are pack animals, we are communal animals. And so when we are left in isolation, obviously, you're going to see a deterioration that happens in your mental health um, and in connectivity. And then after, right, quote unquote, after, even though, folks, I just uh, learned the other day that a thousand people a week are still dying of COVID, but we don't talk about it nonetheless. Um, but after we came out of isolation, re-engaging with one another was also re- a really difficult thing to do. So, I mean, to me, if you are involved in any type of regular community-based activity, whether that be through a religious institution, through a sports team, 
you know, through a writing group or dancing or what have you, like that is going to be fundamentally better for you than to remain in isolation all day, every day, particularly when, you know, a lot of people um, uh, still, like myself, work from home, right? And so, you know, while I communicate with people all day long um, and talk nonstop, it isn't like I'm going into a studio every single day and connecting with people in real life. So taking those extra steps are really important. But Jonathan, the other the other piece that you had sent me uh, is one that I that I also found really troubling, which was the one that was in The Economist. Um, the depths of despair narrative is out of date. Can you give us a a kind of like fifty thousand foot view on again this kind of connecting to mental illness, this rise that we're seeing? And why this should be on our radar? Sure. Well, so th- there were two very esteemed economists who were coupled, uh, who who had a argument basically that tracked um, what was really an unprecedented. It, it's really unprecedented in industrialized countries to see a fall in lifespan among people who are in the demographic majority. In other words, white white men a lot of times. And what they saw was that across Rust Belt America, Red State America, white longevity, white lifespan was falling by two to four years in some instances, um, which is, again, unprecedented if you were like in the privileged, quote unquote, group. And so they looked in detail at that. And it was a lot of stuff that I talk about in Dying of Whiteness, you know, no access to healthcare, but it was also a lot of addiction, fentanyl, factors like that, or, or, you know, earlier versions at that time. And so the idea was basically, um, you know, their finding was um, white Americans are having a worse, um, worse drop in life expectancy than pretty much any other group, other groups or more, or more communal, they're less into guns, they're less addicted, all these kind of things. And they had two versions of their book come out about deaths of despair and a, a number of uh, articles. And it was the jumping off point for a lot of stuff, including for me, it was very useful in dying of whiteness, even though, of course, I tied it to the ideology, the performativity of what it means to be white in America. Um, but what we're seeing is economists are now applying these same metrics to other groups and we're now seeing falling lifespan among other groups as well. It's not just a white people disorder. So black Americans are dying of overdose and gun violence and other factors in ways that are impacting longevity. And the article in The Economist, I think, did a really good job of talking about um, suicide in Native American communities, for example, which is really uh, impacting longevity. And so trends that started as being dying of whiteness kind of disorder now look like they're a dying of everybody kind of disorder. And to me, that's not really surprising, right? Because as you said, we're not tracking COVID and our health infrastructure is falling apart and it's really spotty across the country. And we're not having the kind of unifying national programs that you would think an industrialized advanced society would do like national healthcare, for example, and other things like that. And so in a way, what we're seeing is that those same factors and also addiction, right, which has been a driving point of right-wing talking point that I personally don't feel like 
with no disrespect, liberals have done anywhere near a good enough job of addressing or refuting or rebutting. Now, their hands are tied in many ways, but um, but it gets tied into immigration and then we can't answer and things like that. But it really is having an effect on, on longevity. And so this question of dying of whiteness, you know, it kind of begs the question, should I write another version of dying of whiteness? I don't want to. I'm called like <laughs> dying, dying of Americanness in a way, which is yeah, kind of what we're seeing. Yeah. You know, and I think that that is, I mean, it's so troubling and so deep. First of all, you know, again, going back to COVID, that we learned that our life expectancy fell by three years collectively. Um, I think back down to what, 73 years old. But when you are when you are basing that on various demographics and various groups, the numbers, just like equal pay, vary across the board. But I think that what is startling is that, to your point, for a highly, quote unquote, one of the wealthiest nations, an industrialized nations, a democratic nation, for us not to have the healthcare system that is preventative, right? For us to, for, for people, I mean, now you have women that are basically waiting in parking lots to die, you know, in order before they get any type of care. Your, you know, doctors are giving you more medication because that, you know, feeds into their bottom line as opposed to telling you, you know, to get outside, maybe eat some plants and like, you know, change your lifestyle. Well, that doesn't help the pharmaceutical industry. And so, you know, what I see, Jonathan, which is very scary, the movie that I bring up all the time, Elysium, terrible movie, Matt Damon, <laughs> Jodie Foster, you know, but all of the healthy, happy, you know, fit people are in this place called Elysium and Earth has turned into a, a disease ridden you know, toxic, horrible environment. Stop me if I if it sounds like a documentary. And, you know, what you are going to see, I think, is an incredible increase in divide. And it's going to look like health. So when you see people that are fit, that are well rested, right, it is going to be the privileged class. And I'm like, how do you combat that inside of a system that doesn't want to give health care to everybody because the politicians are racist? Right. And they don't want everyone to have care. They want white people to have care. Well, I think that's part of it. Absolutely. But I mean, how many people got a COVID booster, for example? Um, COVID boosters are the COVID booster. I have to say they hit a home run with this booster. I mean, the numbers on this COVID booster are incredible, um, but they couldn't get anybody to get the COVID booster. Nobody got it. Um, and now there are states like Florida that even though the data, the data, there's another study this morning, the data is a slam dunk on the COVID booster in terms of safety, blocking long COVID, you know, um, not having, uh, you know, 72% reduction in hospitalization, all these factors. Um, but, but it's also, it's not, it's for me, I have to say, I agree with the, of course, about socioeconomic class, but it's also an information and trust issue um, because the, the, just the disinformation that's out there, the trust in science, the defunding of science. I mean, again, we have a, we have a vaccine that's, that's effective, honestly effective, and an entire state of Florida that is trying to block the entire vaccine in that state. And so it's just a weird moment that is tied to socioeconomics. But I have to say, I think we're, it's obviously politics, ideology, all the things we've been talking about in terms of um, 
the despair of Americanness and things like that. I just I think that a class analysis is part of this. But I also think our country is ripping apart ideologically, and it's impossible to have any kind of coherent narrative, even if that narrative is like, add four years to your life. You know, and and that's the thing. I just, again, yes, I believe that there is an information vacuum. I think that there is a trust level. And I think that all of these things were strategic and have been done to continually rip this country apart to make room for a big strongman right, to make room for authoritarianism. Because if all of the systems fail and then somebody comes in and says, oh, I alone can fix this and you're in a place of desperation, well, guess what you're going to do? You're going to drink the sand and think that it's water. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. <sighs> Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. All I have to say to people is that you have to take your health and wellness all across the board into your own hands because there are full systems in place to try and make sure that you don't access health care. Um, and even though that there are the Biden administration tells people to get their shots, tells people to get their boosters, um, we know that medicine and medical information and public health have been weaponized. So, Jonathan, last question for you, which is, you know, what do you want people to take away from the from from kind of this 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 narrative, this alarm around despair and Americanism? We we have an opportunity now as Democrats to reverse all of these narratives. Right. I mean, there's really two choices, as you've been saying, I think, very articulately on, on media nonstop for the past couple of weeks. Um, we can either join in a cross-cutting movement to save democracy that also has tons of health benefits, joining in a broader coalition, reaching across 
divides that you didn't think were possible, um, being activist, being hopeful, and advocating for things like better health care and, uh, and more universal gun safety and other factors like that. So are the Democrats going to going to create a big tent where people feel like they're all under the tent, which is, I don't know, it seems almost laughably impossible right now. Um, but, that, you know, right now you've got about 10 months really to, to create, you, you have autonomy for the next 10 months to create that movement um, to, you know, as they said in my childhood, kumbaya um, or that decision is going to be made for you and it's going to be leading to a lot more despair. And so there's a yeah. pretty clear choice of a, a big tent right now. Um, so I, I don't, I know that it, it's almost funny hearing the words come out of my mouth because it feels so impossible, but I would just say we have a choice right now, which is, are we going to build alliances that improve these metrics? Um, or are we going to go the other direction? And so I realize I'm just riffing, off of your talking point, but it has yeah. to be the talking point. Yeah. No, I mean, you know, and and I as a blade am struggling with that talking point because people are fucking angry. Um, and I don't know if it's going to subside uh in uh in the next ten months. And I am worried, you know, yeah. as everybody else is, I am I am absolutely worried because um we say this with every election, but this is absolutely the last election if Joe Biden doesn't win. And trust me, folks. Um, Joe Biden is not one of my favorite fucking characters right now at all. Um, but I also know what the alternative is. As always, Dr. Jonathan Metzel, our in-house doctor, so happy to see you happy and healthy in the new year, folks. We will be at Greenlight Bookstore in Brooklyn on February 5th. Um, absolutely go, go, go and check us out. Go head to Jonathan's website, jonathanmetzel.com. Um, and you can find out all of the information there. And if you follow him on social media and me, we will be promoting it as well. Appreciate you. Hang in there, everybody. That is it for me today, dear friends on Woke AF as always. Power to the people and to all the people power. Get woke and stay woke as fuck. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for The Everyday Guy. 
What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know, he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count.